Welcome to China in Context. I'm Duncan Bartlett. A new chapter is opening on Germany-China relations. The two nations have long been in a supportive economic relationship, which deepened almost as soon as China began opening up to the outside world in the 1980s. Relations flourished during much of the time when Angela Merkel was the German Chancellor. However, she left office in 2021 following an election, and a new team is taking over in Berlin. The politicians from the coalition government have a new approach to China. There seems to be much less acceptance of China's promise of a win-win business-orientated relationship, and much more criticism of China's human rights record. Taiwan may also be a point of contention, just as it has been in terms of US-China relations. Well, I'm delighted to welcome back to the podcast Professor Hans Maul, Senior Associate Fellow at the Mercator Institute for China Studies in Berlin. Hans, it's good to welcome you again after a very eventful few months in German politics. We now know that Chancellor Olaf Scholz from the Social Democrats, that's the SPD party, will be leading a coalition, including the Greens and the Liberal FDP. It's been termed as a traffic-like coalition because of the colours that the parties use in their branding. I'd like to start with a question about Mr Schultz. Do you see Olaf Schultz as a hawk on China? How does his tone compare with that of the other coalition partners, the FDP and the Greens? Uh, it's good to be back, uh, Duncan, with you. And I find this uh, question a very interesting one, but also one which is not very easy to answer because Olaf Scholz has kept mum, basically, about China during the election campaign. He did not say much about this, but I think it's a fair guess to say that in the coalition of the Free Democrats, the Social Democrats, and the Green Party, and their respective leadership, he will be, relatively speaking, the dove rather than the hawk. Uh, and the reason for assuming that is his background. You know, he has made his career in a social democratic party. And I think one aspect of that, which is interesting for your question and the answer to it is that the social democratic party has been very much committed to the notion of change through rapprochement. That has been, of course, a key phrase for the Ostpolitik, the relationship with Russia, but it's also something which rubs off on the relationship between Germany and China. The second, uh, perhaps even more important aspect um, uh, on this uh, issue, where does uh, Olaf Scholz stand with regard to China, is his political background as the mayor, the Lord Mayor, you might say, of the city-state of Hamburg. Uh, Hamburg is one of the most important ports of Germany and one of the most important trading posts for trade between China and not only Germany, but even the European Union. And he has been repeatedly in China. He has met quite a few of the Chinese leadership. And it's said that at one point, he told uh, Li Keqiang that uh, Hamburg was the Chinese capital in Europe, which gives you an idea of how important the links to China have been for the city of Hamburg and in the background of Olaf Scholz. Now, I should also add that Olaf Scholz has been very good throughout his political career to sort of modify his political positions and adjust to the circumstances when they change. So he may be a bit of a chameleon in, uh, 
in terms of his political stance. And as I said, he has been remarkably quiet about China uh, recently. But I think there must be a hope in Beijing that he will be soon one of the old friends of China rather than uh, an irritation. Well, I'm quite surprised he's been quiet on what's been the big geopolitical issue uh, in the world over the past uh, couple of years. During the time that Angela Merkel was the chancellor, which was 16 years in total, um, it seemed as though the Germany-China relationship was very focused on business and investment. How do you think that might change in this new era of German politics? Well, I think it's going to change. And if you look at the coalition agreement, the positions on China are remarkably tough. And at first glance, this position is very hawkish. It, it's a it mentions all the issues which irritate uh, Beijing and Beijing has already come back and said, you know, this is interference in our domestic affairs and we won't have that. You know, talking about Xinjiang, talking about Taiwan, talking about Hong Kong, talking about the South China Sea and international law. All this is in a coalition agreement. Um, so I think we can expect some change. But at the same time, you know, this government has not really faced the dilemma of Germany's relationship with China, and that dilemma is, of course, that Germany is so much, Germany's economy is so much invested in the relationship with China and so much dependent on the Chinese market for many of its key industries. So I think this government too will have to face this reality and will have to find a line which uh, sort of reconciles its tough position uh, and at the same time recognizes the importance of China economically for Germany. I'm interested to hear how you see Germany's position in the great power rivalry between the United States and China. There are signs, as you say, that the new government wants to work with Washington. It says it seeks close transatlantic coordination on China policy. It also says that it expects China to play a responsible role for peace and stability in its neighborhood. This is diplomatic language. Can you interpret what's being said for us, please? Well, uh, I think for that, you have to take a larger look uh, and look at the coalition agreement altogether. And while you correctly quoted the desire expressed in that agreement to cooperate and coordinate closely with the United States on China, it's also quite remarkable that compared to previous coalition agreements, the space devoted to the transatlantic relationship and to the United States cooperation with the United States is rather smaller than what we are used to. There is this sense that the reliability of the United States is somewhat questionable, and even that the Biden administration's policy is a more polite version, uh, certainly a sort of more considerate version, but still a version of America first. So there is this hesitancy. And I think on China, while there is a willingness by the new government to cooperate and coordinate closely with the United States, there will also be this dilemma, uh, which I mentioned before, of the dependence of the German economy, of German business on the Chinese market, on investments in China. And that will repeatedly sort of pull Germany in two different uh, directions at the same time, towards the transatlantic cooperation, but also towards not following the United States on its efforts to contain China, because I think that ultimately is the bottom line of the Biden administration policy towards China. 
Interesting. And I think I've heard similar concerns about uh, this uh, idea of an American first approach under Biden from people in many countries, not just in Germany. Um, some members of this new coalition government have in the past expressed disquiet about the strong US military presence in Germany. Will that impact the relationship with Washington? Could it affect thinking on China? Well, I think we have to be uh, a bit more precise about this. I notice very little concern about the US military presence in Germany in general. But you're right, there is one particular issue, and that's the issue of nuclear weapons. And there we have two parties uh, in this agreement, at least the Greens and the Social Democrats, Social Democrats even more than the Greens, in fact, possibly, which have been quite strong on uh, resisting or, or on expecting the nuclear weapons of the United States, which remain on German territories, about 20 warheads or so, to be withdrawn from Germany. So that is a, a critical issue and a tricky issue for the transatlantic relationship that will come up. The coalition agreement is really, uh, again, offering language here, which is somewhat contradictory on the one hand, and I think this is to observe as uh, one of the surprises in this agreement, a commitment by the government, by the new government, to replace the aging tornado fleet of fighter aircraft, which would also be the aircraft to deliver nuclear weapons uh, in a, a war scenario. So to the, the, the signal to early on in the administration, replace those aging fighter aircraft with new ones. We don't know which ones yet, but presum presumably American fighter aircraft. That's uh, sort of hopeful. And there are also clear declarations which support in principle nu extended nuclear deterrence. On the other hand, there are also, there's also language in the coalition treaty which suggests that uh, arms control and disarmament initiatives might be undertaken by the new German government with this idea in mind of getting rid of those 20 or so nuclear warheads in Germany for good. So I expect that to be a, a, an issue in transatlantic relations. Will it affect the relationship with China? No, I don't really expect that. So there's some pretty profound questions to be answered about defence and security. Let's move on to another issue, human rights. Um, you touched on this earlier, but what signals is the new German coalition sending to China on human rights issues, such as the treatment of the Uyghur minority in Xinjiang? The coalition agreement is very clear on that. Uh, and the fact that the new foreign minister will be the leader of the Green Party, uh, Annalena Baerbock, woman, um, uh, uh, suggests that um, human rights will play a larger role in the future in public diplomacy and in private diplomacy between you know, German and uh, Chinese officials. And the coalition agreement says very clearly Xinjiang human rights violations is something which we will continue or will, we will bring up, we will talk about this. And we may also take measures which, uh, for instance, punish companies which rely on supplies from Xinjiang. So expect the human rights issues to assume a larger role in the future in German-Chinese relations. Uh, and uh, expect this new government to be quite outspoken on this. Having said that, I think one will also have to say that ultimately China policy, as in the past under Angela Merkel and even before her, 
is likely to ultimately be made in the chancellor's office rather than the foreign office. And so ultimately, the most important question is where will Olaf Scholz as chancellor come down on all the issues which concern the relationship with China? We're drawing to a close, but I've got a couple of questions before we finish about other countries in uh, Asia. Um, Taiwan, I think it's okay to call it a country. How will the German government approach the relationship with Taiwan? Uh, I assume that there will be steps taken cautiously to upgrade the relationship with Taiwan. Uh, that's already started, and there's a sort of strong tailwind from the European Parliament, particularly on this uh, again. And one might perhaps explain that one of the key players in the Green Party on China is uh, also a member of the European Parliament, a former leader of the party, Reinhard Bütikofer, who has been sanctioned by China as one of the members of the European Parliament. Uh, he has been in favor of upgrading relations with Taiwan. And I would expect steps to be taken by the new government on this, but cautiously, as I said, nothing which would break red lines uh, by the People's Republic, but nevertheless efforts to engage Taiwan more closely. And there's also in the coalition agreement clear support for Taiwan's membership in international organizations. I think that refers particularly to the World Health Organization. And tell us about Japan. There's talk of a closer partnership between Germany and Japan, no doubt partly because of the cooling relationship between Germany and China. How do you see the relationship between Germany and Japan developing? Again, the coalition agreement gives a clear hint there. It talks about uh, the desirability and the determination of the new government to open annual government-to-government -government consultations. This is a format which has been used for some other countries, including China but so far not yet Japan. So that's a clear sign that this government, this new government will look at uh, uh, intensified relations with Japan, a close relationship with Japan. And of course, Japan finds itself in a very similar situation fundamentally to that of Germany. Japan too is very dependent economically, commercially on the Chinese market. So that's something where the two governments certainly have shared interests and where it will be very useful for them to compare notes. And it's clear that uh, the new government will want to engage Japan more closely, but also it mentions specifically in this context other Indo-Pacific countries such as Australia, New Zealand and the Republic of Korea. Hans, you've done a terrific job explaining things from the German point of view, but I know, of course, you also keep an eye on what's happening in China. What is China's reaction to the new German government? How is the situation viewed in Beijing? So far, my impression is that um, Beijing is responding cautiously. Uh, there have not been uh, any uh, incendiary language coming out of Beijing, no wolf uh, warrior diplomacy so far. Uh, the expectation in China may be that there will be a kind of normalization back close to what the relationship was under Angela Merkel uh, after a few months of you know, more complicated uh, relationships. Hans, I want to thank you for your thoughtful analysis of these important issues, which I think resonate well beyond Germany into many international situations. That's Hans Moore, Senior Associate Fellow at the Mercator Institute for China Studies, on the line there from Berlin. This podcast is produced by the SOAS China Institute, part of the University of London, and you can find out more about our courses and research at soas.ac.uk. 
But for now, that's all from us here at the China in Context podcast team.